Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When they were good, the big girls loved that. They were really good. The almost shot. beat LeBron. Almost went to the finals. I was gonna say great. Say great. When they were great. Well, when they were great, they could be great. Is that they played every possession? Every possession was like a a mini war that they felt they had to win. They they defended. They rebounded. Everything now they do is so casual, and because of that you can just see the wheels kind of fall off when they start getting in trouble. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, welcome into another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am, of course, Joe Swift Bone. He is Cedric Maxwell. Plenty to get into, Max, so let's just get right into it. Uh, no, no rundown necessary for this one. We'll get right into it. And of course, the talk around the city is uh, what's up with your Boston Celtics, Max? What's going on here? Uh, got got the got the Charlotte Hornets wiping the floor with him. You know, I mean, with them. You know what? I know you probably hope you were down there at least to take it in in your home state as the Charlotte Hornets put on a whooping to the Boston Celtics, man. One twenty five to one hundred four. Was it five players in double figures? Uh, was it? Oh, damn near breaking records out there with the assists. 39 assists. The last time a team in the NBA dished out 40 was back in 1996. So it was some some serious uh, offense clicking uh, against the Boston Celtics, Max. What's your takeaway from the weekend? Um, didn't like the weekend at all. Obviously, if you're a Celtic fan. Uh, no, not at all. The thing you see this team do, and, and they've done it repeatedly, is they play to the level of the competition. When they play a strong team like a, a Phoenix Suns team or, or somebody like that in their caliber, they play really well. But when they play a team that is right at their level or below them, they have a tendency that they play down to the level of the competition. And if you do that, you're going to get beat. And if you still, again, almost have another 20 turnover night, this is one thing that's killing this team. 20, turnovers, the second half, 20 turnovers almost every night they're having. And I'm not sure if Brad needs to maybe change the system a little bit and take the ball out of Tatum's hands and let him be on the – because when he gets the ball in his hands and he, and he brings it up the floor or he's doing – and I, you almost knew they were going to lose that game by one of the first plays of the game. Um, I think Charlotte has scored, and Jason Tatum just threw a, a – I know exactly the play you're talking about. Kimba. Yeah. And and Terry to a dunk. jumps to pass the lane. And, the, and it was like one of those plays, like it was such a left-handed 
not lazy, you know, not not basketball play that you're not ready to play. And and this is the thing about them, which is really good. And we can go back a couple of years when they were good and they were really good and almost beat LeBron, almost went to the finals. I was going to say great. Say great, Mac, when they were great. Well, when they were, they could be great. They could be great. Is that right. they played every possession. Every possession was like a, a mini war that they feel they had to win. They, they defended, they rebounded. Everything now they do is so casual. And because of that, you can just see the wheels kind of fall off when they start getting in trouble. And they depend on the threes. And threes aren't going, it's like, okay, now what are we going to do? And then they start to try to get in the passing lane and drive and dribble too much. That's the thing that, that they could take a page away from Charlotte in that game. The, the fact that Charlotte passed the ball, they passed it. And the way you, way you can't be covered is when you make multiple passes. The way you can be covered is when you over-dribble the basketball and the defense starts to get entrenched and everybody on your team just stands and watches the dribble. So there were, there were some things that really disappointed me about this game. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Sean Grandy, my broadcast partner, after the game. He was making this whole thing about OKC, the next team coming in. OKC is lost, won, has lost, I think he said, 12 or 13 games in a row. And essentially, they I know Anna Horford isn't too happy about this, but they sent Al Horford home. He is healthy, and they said, big fella, go do what you want to do and, you know, maybe come back next year. But right now, we're trying to They're thinking about the draft. They're thinking about, yeah. yeah. We're not trying to win games. Right. What is going to – what's going to tell the story is what level of play do the Celtics have when they play OKC? Will they bring their game, or will they lollygag and try to get through it and and find themselves in trouble because – you could think about all the bottom feeders they've lost to this year. They lost to Sacramento twice. They lost to Cleveland twice. They lost to, uh, at that time, Washington, who was really bad, and they've gotten good now. They lost to them. So, I mean, they, they, this team has struggled when they play good t- or teams that haven't been good. Yeah, or teams that have nothing to lose, right? I mean, that's what, that's what scares me about this, right? Because it's like part of their identity now is like, you know, when, when teams are facing the Celtics, it's like they, they smell blood. And it doesn't matter if it's a top-tier team or if it's, if it's one that's just fighting for playoff positioning or one that knows that the season's about to end three weeks for them. You know, it doesn't matter because they see the Celtics and they know, if I give the utmost effort, there's a good chance we can win tonight, guys. This is the Boston Celtics we're playing, right? Just just let them think that they, you know, let them know that it's going to be hard from, from the start to finish, and, and we'll have a lead all game long. But that's exactly what happened against the Hornets, right, Max? I mean, the Hornets, they, they led – they led for 47 out of 48 minutes that game, Max. And that's not the first time we've seen a team like the Hornets do that to the Celtics. That, that is so true. Your observation is so true. But what do you say when you play somebody like Phoenix, which is a really good team? They've been one of the top teams right, right. behind um, the, the Utah Jazz. Right. Well, that's what I mean, Max. Look, so how, look, what, how, look how the Celtics play is it? Which one is it? Is this a case of the, of the matinee? The matinee nightmare that is because they play during the day. No, <laughs> is I'm that not, what this is? Like, which one is that. it? Which team? Which, which team are we seeing here? I, I think it's the personality. I think that they just they have to knuckle down and they have to decide that they're going to play Marcus Smart basketball on every possession. 
And what I mean by that, Marcus Smart basketball, is you know Marcus every, is not going to give any Every points. play. Every play, every second, he is going right. to get up in your ass and make it tough. And I found too many times where the Celtics have just uh, kind of thrown the sneakers out there and felt like they could beat teams. And they're not they're not good enough to do that. They're not they're not one of the elite teams that, you know, and I played on elite teams like that who essentially we could throw our sneakers out and said, okay, dude, you want to get a five point lead, 10 point lead. Okay, we'll catch you in the third quarter. And once we catch you, you know, goodbye and. This team isn't like that. They will let you in right. over and over again. And as bad as – think of that. The Brooklyn game, they could have won that game. Kyrie was horrible. Ice Kyrie, cold. Kyrie was, what, 5 for 18 or, or something like that. They had a chance to win that game but just couldn't put it together. It was like the, the makings of a Celtics win, right? Like ice cold Kyrie, no James Harden. No Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. No, the, the, the Nets found a way to win, right? Whether it's three-point shooting or just the cohesiveness of that second unit that just took over. I, I mean, that's a great example, Max. Like a, a team against a, a, a Nets team that, that had all their essentially uh, their, their, their three superstars out of it. And then a team against like uh, like the Charlotte Hornets and, and, and Celtics dropped both, man. Like this three-game homestand, I mean – this is going to mean a lot for the Celtics because you don't want them to go in and play in that playing tournament. It actually leads me to my next question for you, Max. Like, what are the realistic chances of that happening? Because I don't know, 48 hours ago, I was thinking that that, that wasn't, I mean, obviously it's a chance, but I was thinking, you know what, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I would say that they're not going to play in that. But I mean, this week could, could certainly determine all of that. I mean, tomorrow's game will determine it to me. If you, if you don't beat OKC, with the players they have on the floor and dominate them. And then you have the, you know, the games you have coming up, you have the Miamis and you have the New York Knicks. And you that's have, what I'm talking about. Those, those, teams are, those, those teams are hot right now. You have the those teams right now who are, who are battling for a spot. Then uh, it, it, this week, you're, you're right though. This week will tell, tomorrow will definitely tell a story, but this week will definitely tell more of a story at the end of this week of what the fortunes of the Celtics are. Right, definitely. You know, this weekend was tough for the Celtics, man. Not only because of what happened on the court, but of course, what what happened off the court. I, I mean, Thursday night, that that epic win against the against the Phoenix Suns. I mean, such an important win for the Celtics team and for their psyche. For someone like Kemba Walker, who dropped thirty two points. I mean, when's the last time we saw Kemba Walker drop thirty plus this season? And, and of course, it came the bad news. I mean, that the tragic passing of Terrence Clark, uh, who, who who passed in a car accident out in california now he, he was uh, going to be in the draft this upcoming draft of course this summer um uh, c- came out of kentucky boston native kid i, I mean max and i we we both spoke to him a, a few times i mean throughout the years because he spent a lot of times with the with, with the boston celtics i mean he, we we could find terrence you know hanging out on the on the on the court before the games dapping up jalen brown or just chopping it up with Celtics assistant coaches i mean he was certainly that kind of guy that was that close to the team and formed a relationship with Jalen Brown and um, Max, I haven't been able to stop thinking about them all throughout the entire weekend, to be completely honest with you, man. It's been on my mind because it's such a sad story. And uh, someone that, I mean, I guess it's one of those tragic stories that just, just reminds you of, of anything, you know, tomorrow can, you never know what can happen to you, I, I guess, but it's just, I, I can't get over it. I still can't wrap my head around it, Max. I'm having a tough time. Yeah. I mean, you should. And it was such an, you know, you, you say things are avoidable. Something maybe that was avoidable was self-inflicted. Uh, the fact that he was speeding, that he didn't have on the seatbelt, 
that he ran through a red light. You know, this is according to the all the press. But it still doesn't do the do you know the justice to the fact that you've lost a young man like that for a reason that you know essentially is is it, just so sad. Even to the point where you know, it, very seldom you have coaches who are engaged with players. Brad Stevens knew about this kid because his son Brady looked up to him. Uh, I have a picture that I, I think I put on Instagram that uh, I took. Oh, and my son, um, Devin, uh, they were both standing there and, and they were holding up four. And I was like, what the hell is, is that a game sign? And my son said, my son said, no, dad, that's, that's a 704 area code for Charlotte. That's, that's what that, that means. And Max is like, is this some new, uh, this some yeah. new, new stuff I don't know about, some new, new game yeah. you with? So, you know, to see that big smile on his face and, and it was so shocking to me because I kind of knew, but I was kind of in my mind hoping it wasn't the kid I was thinking about. Because when Sean said his name, I never, I, I did not know his name. I just knew him as this big, friendly kid with a smile. And then it was, I said, Sean, I think I know this kid. And then they showed, he showed me a picture and I said, Sean, I know him. I said, he was at the game many times and spoke to me after the game. He was like you said. He he carried himself like he was in the league already. Right. That he, that right. he was that he was part of it. If you didn't was, know any better, you would think yeah. he was like a, a guy yeah. in the G League, you know, yeah. hanging out with the team, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, that he knew he knew that his destiny was, you know, he was going to be one of those guys in the NBA. And if you watched him play his mixtape, he carried himself like that. Oh like, man, like he was a cut above. The guys he was playing, like it's like he was—he was a man sometimes playing with boys. And I love that. You're right. Well, right. fortunate that he didn't get a chance really to shine at Kentucky because of a foot injury. He was battling that, and so he just—and you think about it—declared himself for the draft, and only averaged about I don't know twelve points or something like that at Kentucky. Nine nine points or so, a little over nine yeah, points. Like yeah. nine nine ten points in Kentucky. But declare to declare himself for the draft, man. That that's that's really ballsy as a freshman. Yeah. You, you you just know you belong. That was it. Right. So that, that's that's really just sad, and it's just a, a you know so sad for his family, his friends, and you know I guess just a Boston. You know because you looked at him as a Boston kid. Yeah. No, I mean that that relationship he formed with Jalen Brown, I thought was so unique obviously for you know a high school kid to, to be able to work out with a professional like that but I also thought it was interesting how how similar their styles were I mean I don't I don't Jalen doesn't do it anymore but remember Jalen used to rock the uh like the high shorts like the old 90s joints like not the 80s joints that he was rocking but you know the little higher than usual because he just always thought that he played better that way and Terrence was like man like I always thought the same you know from the beginning of his you know for, you know uh the same thing as Jalen since he first started playing you know organized basketball uh, he always thought he played a little better with the shorts, with the shorts a little, a little high. And I thought that was cool that they both had that connection through that. And, and of course, how their games were sort of similar and, and how athletic they are. Yeah. And how, and how athletic they were. Yeah. You could hear Jalen said that. He said, I just lost my little bro. He said, I just lost my little bro. So you think of his life in the last year or so, the year and a half, you know, Kobe Bryant passing away, you know, um, 
all the things Tommy Heinsohn passing mm-hmm. away. This kid passed one of his away. one of his best friends, childhood friends yeah. passed a couple, yeah, couple of years. His best back, friends, yeah. and then going through uh, you know going through COVID and then going through the bubble and then to Black Lives Matter. I mean that's that's a that's almost a lifetime of experience for yes, for, for, for for anybody. When you think about you know you can buy all that in a concentrated effort of probably about maybe a month, month and a half. That's that's absolutely that's that's just crazy. It is absolutely right. crazy. You know, you think a month and a half and you have all this stuff thrown at you. And then to, you know, since you get, you know, the, the new deal, the new contract, and you know, you hear about him with the new girlfriend, and it's like <laughs> you heard about that too, Max, huh? Yeah, you know, I keep hearing about her. I was her. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, what what do you call her? Do you call her by her name or do you just call her her? <laughs> I'm, I would guess it's by her, her government name, Max. Probably uh, her first name. I hope, I hope you call her babe or something. I hope you say, hey, her, you know, come here. <laughs> come here, her. Yeah. I got, I got, I got reservations, her. Come on. And she's extremely talented. You know, have you, a, I was gonna say, have you heard her music? You would like yeah, her music, man. yeah. I've got, good. I've got a couple of things that she's made, and yeah, she was supposed. I, I don't know if she won, maybe she didn't win, but uh, she was up for Academy Award with one of her songs. Uh, was in uh, what Black Messiah? Uh, that oh, was, is that right? Oh, that got that. Well, I knew I don't know the movie got nominated, but her, yeah, her song got nominated. Yeah, the song that was nominated for Academy Awards, man. That should have won Best Picture, man. Have you seen No Man? Oh, don't get me started. Have you seen No Man Land? No, no. Man's Land, the, the, the one that won. Max, you're gonna cherish. You're gonna do way better with those two and a half hours than you would if you watched that movie, man. Let me tell you something. And listen, it's not about the premise. I was all for it. I, I I'm all about a movie. You know, taking the time to build for that climatic finish. No, mm-hmm. didn't have it, man. Did it. Next thing I knew, the the credits are rolling, and I said, I knew it. I knew it. I, you know. Got me. They got me. <laughs> it's like it's I like, <laughs> bamboozled, man. But here's the here's the beauty for at least you weren't in the movie theater. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true, because that's the worst. Nothing's worse than that having to watch. No, you don't movie. you you don't want to be in a you don't want to be in a movie a, a movie theater with a bunch of other black folks in the movie be that ball ugly. It was like, they'll let, they'll let you know. Man, what the hell? <laughs> they'll let everybody, let everybody know too. That was trash. <laughs> oh man, that I mean, there's certain movies. Yeah, man. You look oh. at just you. What was the movie? Uh, well, the, have you seen? Have you seen uh, Black Messiah? That's a great Judas. I saw that movie. Oh man, movie. yeah, that was pretty good. The acting in that movie was the whole movie was incredible. I didn't know that. I didn't know the the lead character was. He sounded like he's British. Sounded like he's from London or or, or over there. The yeah, he sounded like like that. The, you know, the the lead character in the movie. He is. It, it's it's interesting because I I don't know if I've seen him in one of his movies where he's. Yeah, but he's also been. Um, you still. I don't. I know you haven't seen Queen and Slim. I told you to see Queen and Slim. That's a oh, really good movie. I, I started watching that, but he didn't sound his. his, his That's accent. what I'm saying. All the movies I've seen him in, come out he doesn't like, have the accent. He was also in uh, yeah. Black Panther. Right. He was in Black Panther. Black Panther too. Right. That's right. He's an incredible actor, man. And he yeah. was the movie which I really called him in, which was crazy, was um, uh, the the Peel guys movie. Um, 
It was the black people. Oh, get out, get out. It's a great movie. Get that's out. another one. Yeah. That's and another one. That's, that's the first one that I actually called him. I was like, damn, this dude's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That was the first one for me too. Yeah, he's he's really good, man. He's uh but yeah, he he crushed it with that one, with that yeah. one for sure. And you know the funny thing about that movie, um uh Get Out was the fact that I ended up meeting, I'm gonna put this online, that the character, the other the what was the black the other character in the movie, the black guy who was his buddy who was telling you don't do it. Rob, was that that's his name in the movie? Hold on, hold on. The security dude or the one that got the guy the one at the very, very beginning that got kidnapped? Which one? No, his butt no, his buddy. Rob, yeah, 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 the security Rob. dude. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, have you ever seen the Carmichael's? That's a really I've good never show. Seen the Carmichael's, he's on that too. But yeah, I was in that. I was in LA. Uh, you saw him probably about three years ago, and I'm walking through, and I see him. And I, I introduce myself. He's like, "Damn, you know me, Cedric Maxwell? You know me?" <laughs> <laughs> and we end up taking a picture. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send this picture and put this picture online. But the thing that was, sounds just like funny him too. was. That's funny. He was so small. He was tiny. I mean, yeah, he looks. He looks. He could yeah. have been. He might have been. He might have been five, maybe five seven, maybe five six, something like that. But he's really small. And obviously, compared to me, but it's just like me taking a picture, like I'm holding my kids or something. He was like, so small. <laughs> "What's his name?" Little. I'm looking over at Little Ray. Little Ray Howard. 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 I'm probably butchering that, man. I'm bad. I'm bad with names, but yeah, I recognize him because uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, man. He's, he's really good. He's talented, man. Really funny guy. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts yeah he, he did something recently he did some some podcast with paul pierce before paul pierce got in all this trouble or something that they were just, he was tricking Paul into something and they were going back and forth. So I believe it, man. Out in Cali, I can imagine people just looking up. You know, I mean, you're out and about, you know, he's got time on his hands. It doesn't shock me. But the thing about LA, though, as you know, it, it, it's not that you, people in LA are used to it. Yeah. You're used to seeing a, a star. You see a Samuel Jackson in the grocery store. You might see this person. They're used to it. They, they don't even flinch when they see, like, you know, a star actress. And, and if that person was on the East Coast walking, people would be going crazy. But in Hollywood, you're just another person. That's true. That's a good point. But I feel like I feel like nowadays with podcasting and, you know. Except, the- except that girl, uh, Champion. Your girl, Kari. Kari. What's that name? Champion? Kari Champion. Champion. <laughs> oh, man. I think you and I, that's, that's one of the few times you and I were stunned at a woman walking into a place. And you and I were together. 
and we both just stopped and looked at yeah, you. We don't even remember what we were talking about. What were we no, talking about? who would? <laughs> who would? You know, we both went quiet. Do yourself a service. Go online and, and look this one. They 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 talk about her. Gary, Gary she is outstanding. She was cool though. She kicked it with us. We make sure we gotta always add that part of the story, man. Don't make it sound like we were just creeping yeah, on there. Yeah, I, I walked over. <laughs> she kicked it with us for a little bit. We chilled. I walked yeah. over to her for just a second, and I, and I was surveying the crowd, and I was asking people my my question. They're around Mount Rushmore, and I was asking her, and she went. She went first off right off the bat. She went Kobe. She went Kobe. She she didn't go LeBron. She went Kobe. And uh, yeah, it's how about LeBron right now? It just seemed like there's troubling times for LeBron. Not only is he not playing, but some of these comments he's made, he had to walk one of them back where I think the officer that shot somebody, he said, you're there. Yeah, that was a strong move for LeBron, man. I'm surprised he didn't think that one through before posting that. You're next. He posted on social media. That's not what the movement's about, man. That's not. No, no, it's really not. But I mean, it just shook. But he corrected himself right away. He did correct himself, but you can't, if you are the leader and let's say it how it is. If you are LeBron James is one of the leaders. You can't be dropping bounties on people, you man. Can, you can't make a mistake. You cannot right. make those kind of errors. I mean that's a bounty, man. That's hit. a bounty with no reward. Oh man. Oh yeah. I that's mean, dangerous. I mean, we think about uh what Maxine Waters said about, you know, if they if if you don't get this verdict right, you know, we're gonna Tear this, you know, tear this place up. And we, right, we, right. Yeah. And then LeBron following that up with, you know, saying, you know, you're next. And showing the picture of this guy. That's like, uh, nah, he didn't yeah. want to get that one out. That, that, that's not it. That's mm-hmm. not it. I was surprised by that, too. But, yeah, he, he pedaled back. You know, he backpedaled, you know. And and it's interesting because wasn't he the one that uh, – was he the one that gave Daryl Morey crap about the, the China? Remember the, the retweet that he did, the firestorm that he set off when he – he retweeted the. No, uh, I don't think he did. Uh, LeBron had the back. Somebody had to back backtrack something. Well, no, I mean, I mean, Murray, I thought LeBron. Murray did it. He talked about. Uh, I thought LeBron was the one that said Murray should have. Uh, he should have thought twice before he did that. So I thought he was. I don't know. I thought I yeah, that was it. Was LeBron or not? All I can remember about that incident is they end up talking LeBron about it, and he had to kind of backtrack some of the things he said because of course the of the NBA and uh, being in, in bed with China. Mm-hmm. It, they've been in bed with China for the longest time. We need, that's a, that's we need a, Donald Trump here to say that's that. A, that's a big business. China. Yeah, that's a, China. You, you can't be affecting the, the bottom line like this, LeBron. You, that's, not, that's not what we do here. That's not how we do business. That was when the commissioner <laughs> said, yo, I need to talk to you and they need to talk to you. We need to. <laughs> we, got a, we got a billion, a billion, not 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 a hundred million. We got a billion fans over in China who are watching our product, and you know it's 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 crazy because I saw uh, Derek Sullinger over there. He got to the second round. He played a great game, and man, just to hear him talk about Stefan Marbury, I think that's who. Oh he man, he's revered. He's got what, a statue and everything out there. We gonna we gonna stop the presses one day. And see if we can reach out and get Steph. Uh, yeah, we got to get Steph. Maybe, maybe for episode gets, 200. Episode 200, oh, get Steph on Marbury. God. He is, he is so <laughs> huge in China, man. They're talking yeah, for sure. Statues and, 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 you know, I want the formula that he came up with. He said, well, if 
if Nike can sell these shoes for so much money, how about if I sold a billion pair for ten dollars or dollars? He said, "I'm, you know, I'm making." And they say he's making crazy bank over there. I mean, I, I, I he is just he he's a he's man. A remember when he guy. remember when he did that here? I, I mean, it didn't it didn't work out the way he wanted it to, but that was a great just a just an idea, a great concept. He sold the sneakers for I think it was about twelve dollars. You know, he was like Starberries. Yeah, the Starberries. Yeah, you remember, right? Yeah, Starberries. Yeah, everyone's dropping two dollars or two hundred, and, and or at least a buck fifty for 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 Jays or the newest Nikes. And he was like, "Nah, man, I want everyone to be able to afford these." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, but that's but that in a nutshell, that's that's kind of that's been our week, man. That's that's been our week. Our yeah, week man. With Celtics. Our week with uh, you know. Uh, with, with Crawford and you know the the see what's you know I mean Clark excuse me uh what's what's going in in uh his life it's just been a it's, it's been such a crazy week for for, for the Celtics and and and, and uh the green the green just yeah man I think I think a lot of that stuff I, I just think it, it was such a tough weekend that I, I'm just gonna say let's just see what happens this week with this team you know what I mean let's just turn the page here but you know what with, with that being said Max uh one of the things that I was able to distract myself with throughout the weekend set my mind apart was this uh this new kg book man i finally got to uh start reading uh kg from a to z man you can imagine there's all kinds of wild stories man i I, there's so much that we can we're definitely going to be talking about this throughout the next couple of weeks or so i'll have different things i want to ask you but here's a couple of questions right so one of the things that he mentioned was uh essentially the moment where he was first told that he belonged in the nba that he could he could play in the nba now craziest story uh, I, I'll just look, long story short, it was from Isaiah Thomas, the yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Zeke telling him this. And he was like, man, this is it. That was pretty much it. Incredible story. He just played, he played against in a pickup game against Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Isaiah pulled him aside right away, told him the business. And that was pretty much, it, it just clicked right then and there. The pretty much the, the, the very beginning. Max, what was your very beginning? When did you, when did you, and, and I don't want to hear when people were talking to you saying like, yo, you can go to the NBA. Go, no, no. When did you, you yourself realize, yo, I'm NBA material. Like, when did that moment happen for you? And what was that like? Uh, it happened to me in 1976. Uh, I was a junior in college. And we had played some, I played some good teams, but, you know, they beat us and all. But we got invited that year to the, uh, the NIT, National Invitational Tournament. That's when it was still huge. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams, were only 32 teams were taken in the big dance. So there was a lot of talent that went to the right. And so we went to uh, the NIT and we started playing these teams and we played uh, one of the top teams in the country that year. That was uh, San Francisco. And that was with uh, Bill Cartwright. And, and they had a guy named James Hardy and another guy, Williford Bowens, and we played them. We beat them. Um, we played Oregon with um, uh, Greg Ballard, a guy I ended up playing against later on. And Dick Harder was a defensive coach. I dropped 30 on them. In oh, the- man. Dick Harder, he's the coach for the Celtics. I remember him. Yeah, then we played uh, North Carolina State, and they had essentially taken us off their schedule, and we ended up beating them. And we played Kentucky in the finals, and we lost by three. And he, although we lost the tournament, the most valuable player in that tournament was me. Oh, so man. That told me at that time that I could play 
I'm looking at these other guys thinking they were playing. I realized that I was better than <laughs> every one of these guys I was playing against. Like I belong. Yeah. So that was that was the moment that, you know, I be, I thought I belonged. I mean, I was my junior year uh, after the NIT. People asked me, said, are you going to go hardship? Are you coming out early in the draft? I was like, no, man, I I want to, you know, I enjoy college. I wasn't even thinking about that. And I didn't know how good I <laughs> Max was. Max was having a blast. Max having a ball. So, yeah, so it gave me, I was kind of With like. fraternity guy, brothers and yeah, whatnot, right, Max? I was like, my guy, I was like, I got Pritchard. <laughs> I was like, Pritchard, you know, the fourth year in school, you know, the fun year, we, you know. That's the best year, right? Yeah, That's the best year. Everything's done. You've already learned all the ropes. Right. You, you're the top big you man. You dream about campus. senior year. You big dream about that. Campus. So yeah, that was that right. was the time that I realized that uh, that yeah, I had I had the potential to uh, be. And I challenge, and I, every time somebody would ask me, but I was like, ah, you know, I kind of laugh it off. Now, man, I'm just a college student, and I'm just worried about you. Know, <laughs> but deep down, you're like in my mind, I'm thinking like, damn, is this is this really could this happen? See, yeah, see, that's why that's why I wanted to hear when you when you believed it, not when people were yeah, saying it. To you. you must have been hearing it for years. No, that's when. No, I didn't hear it for years. I, I heard. Oh it, yeah, it started my junior year in college, nineteen seventy six, and then nineteen seventy seven. We played and we beat almost everybody. I beat the number one team in the country, and my name was household name, bringing the ball up, all this stuff. So at that point, you know, I uh, attorney had met me, and I knew I was going to get drafted, and. And so I, I knew I belonged then. I knew I knew I was going to be in the NBA. Uh, my next stop was the NBA, and I was taking number twelve. So I was I was a lottery pick. I was a lottery pick in in 1977. And I look back on it, I think maybe three or four of us of my draft class won championships. And I don't think anybody above me. I can no no. There was one. One guy above me, Jack Sigma, ended up winning championship with Seattle. And then behind me was Norm Nixon won. And James Edwards, who ended up playing with uh, Detroit for a while, uh, okay. you know, Buddha, as they call them, he won. I think he won multiple championships. Uh, so, yeah. So, it was only – it was maybe four people in my class that actually won the championship – and nobody in that class was the most valuable player in the play. In the I was going to say, you know, no one had that one. Ain't nobody got that. Nobody had that stone. You know, <laughs> that, 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 there's that only like 44 is, of those, right? Yeah, that stone is one that you, you. I, I look back and almost laugh at because I think about, you know, the prestige that comes with that and the guys who have won it. You know, right. more fewer guys have won the MVP, have won the finals MVP than anything else you think about because Michael Jordan won it what about four or five times well he how many championships he won five four or five six six he won them, five championships so he's always no, six six well, of them six. okay well, he won six he was he was that, he was the most valuable player six times in that thing so you think about the numbers that you have there magic one bird one uh Kareem won it multiple times uh, you know, so it was the truth. The truth yeah, got one. Yeah, truth got one. So a lot of that is just something. That's just a, a rare, rare. Song. Andre Iguodala got one. Remember yeah, that? and I told you that story. How uh, Kendrick Perkins was uh, with uh, OKC at the time, and um, Harden and Durant 
they were in the locker room and after the game. I went in to speak to Perk and I was teasing him. I said, Perk, you owe me some money. He said, you know, Perk in his way looked up and said, yeah, just because you, you were the fucking MVP in the finals. I don't mean that. <laughs> and Durant and Harden looked like, who, 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 who is that? <laughs> who, 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 what? Because they were laughing at first. I said, Perk, go get some money. They, laughed. they were like, <laughs> You should have been like, Google it. Google yeah, it, then, motherfucker. Then Perk said, yeah, just because you're the MVP in the finals. That don't mean shit. And then yeah, but you should have turned it. You should have turned to Durant and be like, "Yo, yo, I'm gonna put y'all on real quick. What you Google Cedric Maxwell? No, put y'all to some game real quick." Oh, uh, so it, it, that was that was just a funny moment. I, I would just always laugh. <laughs> That's bad funny. I just pictured both of them just looking up and like, "Who are you talking yeah, to right was, now? Who's the final I mean, MVP?" First, they, they were looking at they were looking at me because I said, "Perk, you owe me some goddamn money." And Perk looked at me, and they looked at him. When I said that, they both were on the corner, and they looked at Perk going, ooh. And then Perk went, I know damn people with the finals MVP. And they both went, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? So I always laugh. I said, like, if I'm walking yo, they were, yo, in the room, and I got all these famous players walking. Durant wasn't room. even, yo, he hadn't even been close yeah. to one yet, now, man. You know, now. Durant was like, yeah. There's a finals MVP in this room right now. Yeah. 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 What? So, uh, so when you walk in, and you know, it, it will be funny. But it, That's if funny. I'm in the room like that, and he's like, okay, we got all the finals MVPs. Y'all can come on in the room. I get <laughs> to the door, and they be like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey. Did you hear what we said? Yo, only thing I could do, I had to take out my watch, my MVP watch. Yeah, Seiko. <laughs> and show my Seiko watch. That's the only way I get by. You should have been like, what you mean? Can't you tell, man? You, Finals MVP, like man. This, they think that I'm Damian Lillard or something doing like this. <laughs> yeah, that watch is so nice. Yo. I bet you could you could have played the year after you won it and rocked it while you played, bro. Uh, you would have been straight. Here's <laughs> one that. Here's one that. Oh, man. You know what, man? We're going to do this. We're going to do that every week, I guess. Maybe we'll do that every week until I finish this book. I'll have a KG likes question for you <laughs> prepared yeah. every yeah, episode because, you know here's here's the thing that, that led to a great story yeah but here's the thing which is going to be even better that i have i think in the next couple of weeks oh you're gonna let them know you're gonna say it spoiler support spoiler spoiler alert here spoiler that that i have i'm doing an interview with paul pierce and kg that i am the host of this interview, let's go. So I'm, I'm, let's I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, really excited about it. And to our, to our, to our, our listeners and our viewers who are on the Cedric Maxwell podcast with us and who've been on this roller coaster, if you guys have any suggestions at all about questions that you like for me, yes, Paul, send them, AG, send, send them in to us because we'd love to have. Them. I mean. One of the questions that um, one of the things I'm going to propose is that, you know, guys, I mean, I, I know both of you are great players and there was, you know, great championship, but it's time for you guys to bring Ray Allen home. Oh, you're going to do that. Oh, that's yeah. what this is about. Yeah. Oh, you're doing a little, uh, you're doing a little sit down right now. Yeah, we're going to sit. Well, we, a little we, reunion, we, a little piece by this. piece. Yeah. So, I mean, there are things about it and, you know, I'm probably offering. And I guess I, I, do I need to ask Paul Pierce, like, what the hell were you thinking about putting out that damn video? I mean, 
<laughs> is that one of the questions I need to hit him up with? No, better yet, better yet, tell him tell him how we both saw it coming from uh from from the New Year's Eve no. when you went live to the other time. <laughs> be like, be like, yo, Josue, he feels a single vibe, man. He was like, Jos- Josue was like, Paul gonna do something. He's gonna, he's gonna do something. He's having fun. Man. I like it. He's having fun. He can't, he can't have that much fun though. So, but guys, yeah, stay tuned with us. We gonna get we have something good that might be coming for you. So you know. If you, <laughs> You know, why can't you have that much fun, Max? Well, you can't we, broadcast it. Well, we need to do this if you, you can't if you broadcast it. Get that like button for us. You need to, is that how, how that thing works? Subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, hit, hit subscribe. subscribe on YouTube. Say subscribe. subscribe on iTunes and all that fun stuff. Yep, and you absolutely you go, you're in the house with us anyway. So, anyway, uh, guys, it was absolutely a, a ball talking to you again this week and uh. We're looking forward to you know more exciting things about. Yo, Max, I just realized this is a this is a new batch of uh, of episodes, so to speak. Right, we we got the one hundred. This is this yeah. is the above one hundred. We stepping yeah. our game up now. We, we We're stepping our game up. We going we going into something else. So, guys, you know, again, right. thank you thank you for all our uh, our supporters. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week for sure. Yeah. Well, no doubt.